Hello, and welcome to my podcast. Today, I would like to talk about vaccine hesitancy and some of the reasons why people are hesitant to take the vaccine or get the vaccine. Yesterday, May 29, 2021, I read a very interesting article regarding AstraZeneca lowering its efficacy rate of its COVID vaccine and the strong rebuke it received from an independent panel. It was an article that was written in the U.S. News and World Report. And I'd like to read you some of the, uh, I'd like to read this to you, and then we will unpack and discuss some of the um, reasons why people are hesitant. Uh, It says here, following a sharp rebuke from an independent oversight board over potentially misleading information on the effectiveness of its coronavirus vaccine, AstraZeneca released new data last Wednesday that showed the vaccine is slightly less effective than the company had claimed two days earlier. You kid. After saying that the vaccine was 79% effective last Monday, the company said Wednesday that the virus was 76% effective at preventing COVID-19. The latest primary analysis is consistent with our previously released interim analysis and confirms that our COVID-19 vaccine is highly effective in adults, including those aged 65 and older. And over, excuse me. Mene Pakalos, Executive Vice President of Biopharmaceuticals, R&D at AstraZeneca, said in a company news release. We look forward to filing our regulatory submission for emergency use authorization in the U.S and preparing for the rollout of millions of doses across America. But the latest results do strengthen the case for the vaccine's efficacy. But they may not restore AstraZeneca's credibility with U.S. health officials, the Times said. When it released its interim trial results on Monday, AstraZeneca ignored dozens of recently confirmed COVID-19 cases that had cropped up in trial volunteers before mid-February, the Times said. In a letter to the company and federal health officials later that day, the independent board that was overseeing the clinical trial issued a highly unusual reprimand to AstraZeneca for appearing to cherry-pick data to make its vaccine appear more effective, the Times reported. Decisions like this are what erode public trust in the scientific process, the Oversight Board's letter said. The members of the monitoring mon- excuse me, the members of the monitoring board wrote that their statistical modeling, modeling had found that the vaccine might have a lower efficacy rate between 69 and 74 percent if the COVID-19 cases in question were included in the analysis, the Times reported. It was not clear why the Oversight Board's 
projection turned out to be lower than the figure in AstraZeneca's latest results. Those statistics could still change because there are still 14 possible COVID-19 cases that AstraZeneca officials have not yet classified as actual cases, according to the company's statement. The dispute over AstraZeneca's U.S. trial results follows a safety scare in Europe that prompted more than a dozen countries to temporarily suspend use of the vaccine. European regulators said last week that a review had found the shot to be safe after a small number of people had been vaccinated, excuse me, had been vaccinated, developed blood clots and abnormal bleeding. The U.S. trial did not turn up any signs of such safety problems, the Times said. So, if AstraZeneca is lying, oh wait, excuse me, misstating the efficacy of its vaccine, What else are they lying about or misstating uh, in their reports, in their trials? What else are they misstating? What else are they not telling us about these vaccines? These vaccines have not been thoroughly tested. They have been rushed. They have been... Warped speed, which is fine. I understand that it needed to be that. And, uh, you know, all hail to the previous administration for putting this into motion. But my understanding was that if you were healthy, you didn't need to have this vaccine. And how exactly, because this is not very clear to me, and I, if anybody is out there, and please drop me a line and, and explain to me how this prevents you from getting COVID-19. Because I don't understand how it does. There was a report. In fact, it, it was very quietly. It was a very quick report, and then it, it, you know, it's, it's gone away, I guess that eight Major League Baseball players tested positive for COVID-19 after being fully vaccinated. Bill Maher from the HBO show, whatever his show is, I don't watch it, but I know him because I used to watch his other show. Um, He tested positive for COVID after being fully vaccinated. This wild and crazy push for this vaccination for a virus that is 99.9% recoverable. You can recover from it. And the people who don't recover for them have extra health issues. They have high blood pressure diabetes, heart trouble, they're elderly, 
You know, they have a weakened immune system. We know the people who are most vulnerable to this virus. So why? Why? Why, why, why? Are the government officials, these health people, pushing this vaccine on otherwise healthy Americans. Why? Why, 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 why? And now I read that Biden and his administration are working with the World Health Organization and IBM uh, corporations to develop vaccination passports. Seriously, vaccination passports, passports for people who have had the vaccination. This is getting crazy. I mean, really? What happens when you didn't get the vaccine and you don't have papers to prove that you've had the vaccine? What are we talking about here? You can't eat in the restaurant? You can't go grocery shopping? You can't travel? What are we doing? What is happening to our country, to the world? Why are we cooperating with the World Health Organization, the very organization that was collaboratively Collaboratively, alleged collaboratively, I guess, if you want to say it that way. Not telling the truth about the virus to the world and the United States. Why are we, why is Biden colluding with private corporations to hand over our, the American people's, health information. See, this is the problem that I have with this pandemic. You know, this is the problem I have with the, the government. It's, it's even a wider issue than that because the government is constantly, 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 constantly. Big steps, little steps, big steps, little steps. Giving corporations power and authority over people. I'm one of those people who clearly believe that I should not be drug tested for a job. That what I did in the privacy of my own home was my business. Now, the business has every right to have a no-tolerance policy if, A, what I've been doing at my home, drinking, i.e., whatever, 
know, smoking, whatever I was doing in my home, affects the performance of my duties on the job. If I'm wrong, if I came in drunk, high, or you know, anything that suggests that I'm less than capable of doing that job, less than efficient in doing my job, then the company has a right to say, look, I'm not tolerating that. You have to go. Or they can suspend you or whatever they have worked out or how they have worked it out or whatever they chose to do in their business. But it's a complete invasion of my privacy when I have to give samples of my hair, which is my DNA, urine tests, and in some cases, I don't know if they even do that, blood tests or whatever, to find out if I'm smoking pot at home. Now, I'm not doing that. I haven't done that. But for goodness sakes. Corporations should not have the power to tell people what they can and cannot do in their home. And now it's become much worse because big tech has all the protections of the United States government to censor us, to impede our free speech. They're not even a publication, but they get to censor what it is we are allowed to say and how we are allowed to say it. They get to dictate what free speech is. Big business does it. Big tech. Corporations. Billions and billions of dollars get to decide what the working people get to say and how we get to say it. And now, and now, and now, Biden and his administration are working again with IBM and other private tech corporations to give your medical information, your medical history to big tech so they can say, whether or not you are worthy of walking around in the world without the vaccine. This is ridiculous. This is very ridiculous. And of course, it's driven by uh, driven by the health organization, the World Health Organization. But the good news is that they face challenges. Unfortunately, not people challenges, not the American people challenges. They face challenges, and the challenges are their, you know, data privacy, which is a laughing stock because I don't even think my data has been private since forever. I've been breached so many times. I'm just like, look, if you want my debt, just take it. Just take it. Take it. Go on. Go on back to business. I don't care. <laughs> Healthcare equity. I don't even know what the heck that is. That's a fancy term. What is health care equity? 
they want to make sure, according to this article, that all Americans will be able to get credentials that prove they have been vaccinated, but also want to set up systems that are not easily hacked and design passports that cannot be counterfeited. <laughs> the Post reported. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> They have already 17 initiatives underway for this passport. Those initiatives, such as World Health Organization-led effort, of course, because we have to follow them, and a digital pass devised by IBM that is being tested in New York State. We're on a slippery slope here. Very slippery slope. But it goes on further in the article, and I, I advise you to read it. It's US News World and Report. Very good article. Uh, it goes on to further say that still, public health experts said the Biden administration needs to tread softly with vaccine passports. Ryan Castrucci, head of the De Beaumont Foundation, a public health group funding research into vaccine hesitancy, says, if it became a government mandate, it would go down a dark road very quickly. He's not lying about that. It becomes a credential. It becomes a needing your papers, if you will. That could be dangerous, and it could turn people off. Well, yeah. I mean, who wants to be marginalized? Who wants to be discriminated against? Who wants that? Why should you have to suffer that? Why? It's crazy, absolutely crazy. It's not even that we should be afraid of big government, and, and we have, you know, throughout the years, this is what I actually want to say, throughout the years, we have always been afraid of Big Brother watching. And we always thought that Big Brother was the government. But Big Brother is not the government. I mean, the government is handing over the, the nanny people. The nanny government is handing the keys over to your Big Brother, the corporations, to spy on you, to watch you, to, to monitor you, to check you. But it's the corporations we have to fight against. 
It's the corporations we have to stand up against. It's the government giving power to third and fourth parties to govern us. And this is wrong. This is a very slippery slope. I hope, I sincerely hope, I deeply hope that we all stand up against this quiet tyranny, because that's what it is. It's a very quiet tyranny. And we need to fight it. We need to fight for our rights to be That's my podcast for today. That's my three cents. Have a good night.